Hello and welcome to episode 73 of the Missing Pillar of Health podcast. I am so glad that you have decided to join me this week for an episode on non-toxic and eco-friendly redecorating. In this episode, I'm going to share some tips to help you redecorate more responsibly and how you can do it while staying in your budget. I'm also going to answer some FAQs around thrifted furniture and how bad really are synthetics in rugs and pillows. So stay tuned. Welcome to the Missing Pillar of Health podcast, the show that tackles the often misunderstood and underestimated topics related to toxins and their impact on our health and well-being. I'm your host, environmental engineer, mom of two, and founder of Green at Home, Emma Roman. My mission is to help you reduce toxins in your life without fear, judgment, or shame, so you can be more informed and empowered to take action on issues that matter to your health. The research is clear that toxic chemicals found in the products we use, food we eat, water we drink, and air we breathe are contributing to the rise of chronic illness, allergies, infertility, autoimmune disease, and more. The good news is you can reduce your exposure without having to drastically change your lifestyle, and I'm here to show you how. As Margaret Mead said, never doubt that a small group of thoughtful, committed citizens can change the world. I believe addressing toxins is a critical step towards creating healthier and happier families, communities, and ultimately a better planet. And that starts right here, right now. Let's dive into today's show. Okay, I will preface this by saying there's a reason I am an engineer and not an architect or an interior designer. Sure, I want my home to look relatively nice and put together but it will never be in a designer magazine. There are certain things that just aren't priorities for me, which I think makes it easier for me to make some of the recommendations that I'm going to share with you today. I find them easier to listen to myself. But that doesn't mean that someone with a keen design eye and a need to have a magazine-worthy home can't implement what I'm going to suggest in this episode. But it might mean that you have to just take a moment and think about your reaction to some of these tips, because I know that they may rub some people the wrong way. So if that's the case, I want you just to stop and breathe and really think about it, because I think so much of what we think we have to do in our home or how it has to look has been ingrained in us, either because of the house we grew up in or because of media, marketing, social media, a lot of external factors come into play. And so if you're looking at redecorating your house, it's a fantastic time to kind of get quiet and really think about what your goals and priorities are beyond the aesthetics. And yes, those will be important, but hopefully what I talk about today will help put some of the other factors into perspective. So I'm going to just dive in with the bigger topic of values first and then get into some more kind of practical tips and tricks. So I want you to consider not just going into a redecorating project with a budget. Also consider your values. What kind of companies do you want to support? What labor practices and ingredients do you want? Or maybe which ones are you willing to support in an effort to save money? Because for a lot of us, we can't necessarily afford 
100% organic, non-toxic everything, right? And so what are some areas that you are willing to maybe give a little bit, recognizing that there is a cost to you saving money? This is a heavy topic, I know, but I think it's really important that we as consumers think about it. And look, it's not to say that you're never going to buy something that was created with labor that isn't fantastic. It's hard to avoid. However, I think the more that we can make these conscious decisions, the better we can invest and vote with our dollar for better practices. So maybe it's a matter of shifting your budget by reducing what you buy in the first place so that you can invest in better quality items. Like how many pillows does a sofa really need? Just throwing that out there as a question. There are some things that you might be able to save money on by not buying, and then you can invest in some of the pricier items that you really do want and that you can be able to afford some of the better made products. So it might be helpful to make a spreadsheet that lists out all of the products, the things that you want for the space and include the product type. So what it is, is it a floor lamp? Is it paint? Is it drapes? You know, list out what it actually is, the price, and then have columns for pros and cons. And in order to do that, Set up kind of what your goals are for the space itself, but also what your goals are as a consumer and what your goals are when it comes to a healthy home. And so this way, you're not just defaulting to the cheapest item that happens to match what you want for the space. You can make a more informed choice, but you need to lay out all that information because otherwise you're just going to compare pricing. And yes, that is important for sure. But in order to make more conscious decisions, you need to have all of the information in front of you. So that's what I would suggest starting with. And if you're working with an interior designer on a bigger project, then this is a conversation that you can have with them as well. Now, another way to save money and depending on what you're redecorating for is to really consider the need for seasonal decor. I see a lot of shops coming out with themed items around, you know, some seasons, which make more sense to me because you then you can have them out for three or four months. But sometimes there's theme decor around like individual days, like Valentine's Day, for example. I don't know that many of you would actually go out and do that, but you see it a lot. And yes, some of the things are adorable and really cute and hard to resist in the moment. But can you change things up if you do want kind of a seasonal refresh with a plant or flowers or something that is not just adding more stuff that you then need to store? And it's things that you're spending your money on that probably isn't well-made either. Another area that you can look at reducing expenses would be to limit area rugs. Now, this is probably going to be a contentious suggestion because this is one of the topics that has come up in my Facebook group, the Green Product Forum, a lot. And yes, there are definitely some things that you should look for if you are looking for an area rug, and I will talk about that. But first, consider if you need one in the first place because organic, non-toxic rugs 
definitely come with a price tag. So either you're fine with that price tag or you're not. And then you need to decide, okay, do you go with something that is cheaper and more conventional and deal with the repercussions of that? Or do you just not buy the rug in the first place? So I know a lot of you think that they are necessary. Sure, they offer a softness to the space. They feel warmer underfoot, especially with babies. It can be really tempting thinking that they need to have a soft play space. Now, I have never had area rugs in my home. I actually have two rugs in my home currently, and they are just small cotton woven rugs beside our bed. And we got them in our old house, which had the bedroom on top of an uninsulated front porch, and the floor was freezing. But that's it. I actually don't even know why we bothered moving them and putting them into our new house. I think it's just habit, right? But I didn't go out and buy new ones. So my living room might look more put together with a rug and it might not be as echoey when we have a bunch of people over. But for me, I just, it hasn't been a big enough problem for me to want to invest in what I would consider a rug that ticked all the boxes for me. Plus, I don't have to worry about spills and stains and additional cleaning and vacuuming and all of that jazz. Now, I also, when my children were babies did not have carpeting in my house at all. We had ceramic tile in the kitchen and hardwood throughout the house. I did have some soft play mats in the play area and then made kind of softish things for them to sit on and play with, but I really didn't add many rugs. They didn't have rugs in their room, so it is doable. So I just want you to consider that before you start freaking out about the cost of organic rugs, do you really need one? If you do decide that you need an organic rug or that you need a rug in your space at all, there are lots of different levels. So I do tend to suggest going for natural fibers where you can, things like cotton, wool, jute, if you're okay with something a bit more rough. And this is because they are less likely to shed things like plastics and ingredients that are used in plastics. So polyester is a plastic fiber. And there's two issues with rugs. One, the plastic fibers break down over time. And so they can shed microplastics into the into your home, into the air, into the dust. And also plasticizer ingredients can end up breaking down and settling out in household dust, which is a fairly significant source of exposure for things like phthalates and other ingredients. So the other factor is looking at how the rug is constructed and if it has a backing and glues because VOCs can be emitted from those specifically. So natural fiber, I mean, different levels of organic certification can also help. I won't go through each of those now, but there are different things that you can look at that evaluate either the ingredients going into the product or the amount the products off-gas or release during their use. And so you want to make sure that you're looking at the whole product, not just that it has cotton or wool, but what kind of backing and what is used to attach to the backing. Okay, so that is a bit on rugs. 
The other thing you should consider are the color palettes and design trends. Will they become tired or out of style in a year or two? Or are they timeless and something that you'll enjoy year over year? I tend to steer clear of anything that has become popular or a fad. And I think design is no different because if you do something that, sure, it might look good now, but if you think about those avocado colored toilets and sinks that used to be in houses, those looked good at one point too. So really consider what you're putting in and how long you will be able to enjoy the style that you're choosing. Another idea is maybe you don't actually need to redecorate. Maybe a simple reorganizing will do the trick. If you're just kind of tired of your of your space, it's been the same for a long time. A lot of us have been at home for so long, we might just be a bit bored of it. So maybe there are some things you can do to kind of shop your own home instead of buying new. Painting is one kind of simple-ish way to change up a space without necessarily having to go whole hog on a lot of other products. But you could also declutter your space and do a bit of reorganizing. Maybe you can shift some furniture around, play with different locations of artwork, just giving it that fresh look and feel. Maybe you can move things from an entirely different room to to a, a room that you want to change. Can you decor swap with your friends? You know, maybe not. you don't just shop your house, but maybe you've got friends who are in a similar boat, but they've got stuff you like, you've got stuff they like. You could set up like a clothing swap party, but for decor. If that doesn't work, you can't shop your house or your friend's house, and you are going to be going to shop for new things. Before you go into a big box store, make sure that you have a solid plan. And this is something that I would suggest starting online first, or if you're okay going through stores first without actually buying anything, do that too. But really start to get an idea of what you want in that space and create a bit of a vision board for yourself and start planning out the pieces that you want, and then go back to that spreadsheet and map out what it's all going to be. Now, as I said, I'm not into interior design or decor in any real sense, but even I can't go into one of those home decor places and not be tempted to buy everything because of the displays that they have. And there's a lot of really cute stuff that they put out. So, you know, those stores are designed to make you buy and buy a lot. So go in with a plan and definitely have a out. Don't just buy stuff because it looks good. And if you're shopping online, then same thing. Be careful before you press add to cart and go back to that spreadsheet and make sure that it fits with your plan, your overall vision, as well as your conscious consumer goals. Okay, I hope those tips were helpful in how you think about your redecorating project going forward. I also wanted to answer a couple of questions that I get quite often that are related to this. And one is thrifted furniture, particularly dining room sets. And the other one is synthetic materials in soft furnishings. So 
thrifted furniture. This comes up a lot with dining room sets, I think, because people realize that they're going to be eating off of these tables and they wonder how safe it is. So it's really hard to say. But depending on when it was made and what it was made with, what it was finished with, it might be fine. It might be questionable. If you're refinishing old furniture, it's best to do it outside with proper protective gear like respirators and good ventilation and clean up really carefully because coatings in older furniture, you know, if they're a few decades old, there could be heavy metals and other toxic ingredients that aren't necessarily used now because we know that they're not great. So just be really careful if you are sanding down and refinishing. If you can, just leaving it intact and sealing over it if you want, and then painting or adding a coat of varnish or something on top that you're choosing that you can look at the ingredients and the VOCs and whatnot. That's another way to go that might be a bit better because then you're not disturbing and and needing to deal with the refinishing process. AFM Safe Coat is a brand that makes some products for things like encapsulating VOCs. Uh, so you can check that out if that's a route you want to take when it comes to finishing some of those tables. The second question that I get a lot is what about synthetic materials like polyester when it comes to soft furnishings like decorative cushions and rugs, which I've talked about already. And so with this, again, polyester is really common in carpets and window coverings, like soft window coverings and rugs. And so it's a multi-pronged issue. And sometimes it's not just the polyester. It might be the materials that are used in the processing of the product itself. And so this is where kind of level of exposure, your willingness to invest and time to research all come into play. So with rugs, it's easy, quote unquote, to find alternatives, as I mentioned, but the cost is usually pretty steep once you move away from conventional polyester rugs into natural fibers and then into organic and and certified low tox. With rugs, I think that is something that I would prioritize if you're kind of thinking of a hierarchy of products. Just because you're walking on it, they get more wear and tear. You do need to clean them. And so you're vacuuming them, you're disturbing them. So there's a lot more degradation of the material that would happen, which contributes to that household dust pollutant factor. For things like cushions and window coverings, these, I'm not as concerned about the polyester as much or the synthetic fibers. It's more about the additional treatments that are potentially added. So flame retardants and stain repellents, for example. Those are the types of things that I would want to make sure to avoid and maybe polyester or synthetic fibers are okay in that sense if you don't have the budget for looking for totally natural and organic. I just think the exposure from carpets is likely a higher risk and then looking at the coatings for the other decorative items would be kind of the priority that I would take. Now, obviously, if budget is not a factor, you can go 
all in with all the natural fibers that you want and good certifications, because I think it makes a difference, particularly if you are buying from companies that are supporting ethical labor and have decent environmental practices. You know, there's lots of reasons to look at these things beyond just toxins. But I also know that we have limited budget and capacity to do all of this research. So I hope that helps you kind of pare down some of the things that you need to be thinking about and also giving you some more things to think about when it comes to redecorating responsibly. I would love to know what you think about this. You can join the Green Product Forum on Facebook and drop a comment. Let me know that you listened. Let me know if you had any aha moments. And if there's anything I shared that you would like to argue, I'd love to hear it. And if you are undergoing a more major renovation or redecorating project and want guidance on what to look for from design through the construction, including product suggestions, non-toxic labels, and conversations to have with your design and construction team, I have a guide to healthy construction and renovations. It's a great primer to get you thinking of your priorities and to give you healthier options so that your reno doesn't sacrifice your healthy lifestyle goals. You can check it out at greenathome.ca forward slash construction. Thanks for tuning in. Bye for now. I do hope you enjoyed today's show. If you'd like to continue the conversation, I'd love to connect with you over in my free Facebook group. It's a great place to get feedback from over 4,000 super supportive members and where I share bonus trainings and content to help make your healthy home journey easier. Just type green product forum in the search bar in Facebook or head into the show notes where you'll find all the places you can find me online. Until next time, have a great day.